0: Tonight in Nashville, Connor Bedard will go number one to the Blackhawks. After that, there'll be another dozen picks, and it'll be your hockey team's turn to go. All I have to say to them, in terms of unwanted advice, is... Well, good morning to you. Let's start with that one. (laughs) Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The draft begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on the floor of Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville, right on Broadway. And the Blackhawks slash... Rockford Ice Hogs, who eliminated the Penguins and still found a way to win the lottery and end up with the rights to Bedard, aren't going to surprise anyone. By the time the Penguins pick at 14th, there will be reminders, and there should be, that this will be the highest the Penguins have picked in a decade. There will also be reminders, and I'm sure these will apply constantly that this is a deep and talented draft class. I'm only interested in the talented part of it. I am, I am understanding of the system being bankrupt of skill. I am, I, I can't, I can't have it both ways. When I'm talking to you, Two, three years ago, and I'm saying, listen, I had no problem with them trading this guy or that guy because you got to go after the rings when you can get them. And the Penguins got their rings. They got three of them so far under Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. That is a tremendous haul. I'm sure it feels disappointing to some, but that's insane. That is that is, epic stuff. Okay. And Whatever it was that they gave up in any transaction to make that happen was just fine. I am of the faith. And this goes back to, for those of you who go way back with this team, my thinking on Craig Patrick's trade before 1992. Everyone talks about the Ron Francis, Ulf Samuelson trade. But the following year, Craig traded Mark Reckie to the Flyers. The Flyers of all teams, and got Rick Tockett, Shell Samuelson, and Ken Reggett. And they won their second cup as a result of that trade. Everyone knows what talk did. Everyone knows about the reliability that, that Reggett provided in later years. No one talks about how really, really solid and necessary Big Shell was. Outstanding. And you know what? Philadelphia got a Hall of Famer. Craig has said since then, to me, that he knew when he was trading recce that he was trading a Hall of Famer. That's how much he believed in the wrecking ball. And it doesn't matter. The trade doesn't matter because you used the trade to win a cup. So the Penguins did that. But now they really do have to deal with this abject lack of skill. When I say skill, believe it or not, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, plain old skating speed or whatever here. I'm just talking about skill, being able to read the rink, being able to, you know, shoot more than just put your head down and blindly fire the thing. I'm talking about an understanding and appreciation, uh, a feel. For the game, this does not exist in this system. So while understanding and espousing, as I have over the years in all sports, that you always want to get the best available player, best available, don't worry about uh, positional needs, or in this case, uh, a facet type need. I'm sorry. If you have anything that's remotely close to a tie in terms of types of player. I want someone who can do some things. You know, I want someone who can, you know, lift you out of your seat a little bit. We haven't even been able to have this discussion as it relates to the Penguins in so long. I think we've forgotten that when you're picking at 14, you're expected to really get somebody. Not right away. I'm talking two, three years or whatever it is. Maybe less. But this shouldn't just be another Owen Pickering. I don't want to be mean about Pickering here, but, you know, when you draft somebody and the first thing that everybody says and you look at the scouting reports and it says, oh, he'd be a fine third-pairing defenseman. All right, great, woo! I mean, I hope he ends up being better than that, but, you know, that's what was there in the moment. What this organization... Not so much the team, but the organization needs is to start replenishing skill, smarts, creativity. Don't make me name all the names of the players who lack that in the system, including first round picks, second round picks. Hasn't mattered. Heck, middle round picks. Jake Gensel and Brian Russ were middle round picks. In Jake's case, he was seen as just too small, too uh, everything in terms of stature, that he wasn't going to be able to pull anything off. Well, those are two top-line wingers in the National Hockey League. I know Rust isn't coming off the best season, but my point stands. Those are really, really good draft picks. In part because the Penguins, with those picks, prioritize skill. That's... That's what I'm pulling for in this first round when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shots brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. That gives you more time for your family or hobbies. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK40. That's DK40 for 40% off and free delivery. On your first order, order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. Today's J1Q comes from Slim who says, Greetings, sir. Don't call me sir, do the numbers? 58 and 29 get retired by the Penguins. I would argue yes to both. I would even argue yes to number 10 hanging in the rafters. Also, and related, who gets to decide that? Who gets to decide which numbers get retired? Slim, I'll answer the second question first. That is a management decision. If that sounds excessively vague, that's because it is. Uh, Kevin Acklin is the one who has made the push to get Yarmir Yager back into the fold. Uh, You might have seen when Yager was recently in town for an autograph show out in Monroeville that Acklin invited him down to PPG Paints Arena, showed him the locker room and everything. So Acklin's involved. Acklin is a lifelong fan. Acklin might be the guy, even though he's Uh, president of business operations, as opposed to anything related to hockey. He might be the guy that's most tasked with that sort of thing because he grew up a Penguins fan and, you know, the other ones are, you know, it's it's mostly a Boston-based ownership group. But when it comes to the really bigger stuff, I'd also be surprised if this wouldn't be a case where the Penguins find a way to make sure that Mario and others are involved. You know what I mean by that? Like it doesn't have to be a vote or even a formal canvassing. It's just you just say, hey, you know, it's some charity function or Lemieux Foundation or whatever. What do you think of this? And if Mario goes, wow, no, you're nuts. No, don't do that. That's crazy. That doesn't that doesn't work at all. That doesn't fit with our history. Or he'll say, Yeah, what do you seriously? Of course. Yes, absolutely. I think you can get it done that way, so I think it'll be Ackland, but that's just a guess, an educated guess, but still a guess on my part. Do the numbers 58 and 29 get retired? 58's going to get retired. When you're here as long as Chris Letang has been uh, and you've won the three cups and you're considered now at this point beyond dispute, the greatest defenseman. In the franchise's history, and please don't, don't, don't do Paul Coffey, Larry Murphy. I mean, neither of them was here for more than five years. You can't compare that. Paul Coffey is one of the greatest defensemen who's ever lived, but he played a very, very small portion of his career in Pittsburgh, and that's all that matters when it comes to retiring numbers. Uh, same thing goes for Murph. But Latang, for me, with everything that he's meant and all the stuff that I talked about yesterday in the episode that was focused on his Masterton Trophy victory, um, you know that's 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 going up there. Flower is is more difficult. You know, one of the things that gets kind of complicated here by the Tom Barrasso Hall of Fame induction. And I've already seen some people start these up again. Is Barasso the greatest goaltender in franchise history? But people love Flower and they hated Barasso. At least people that actually knew Barasso hated him. And it becomes way too easy and lazy to lean on that for your tiebreaker. Flower was here for three cups. He played a bigger role that I'm afraid history is going to allow people to remember in that third cup by winning what a lot of people felt, and I did too, were the two toughest series out of those four before giving way to Matt Murray to beat the Senators and the Predators. But that actually did happen. So Flowers won one cup Really, as the main goalie and all the way through the run. And that, of course, was in 2009. Flower holds franchise records and almost everything related to the position. And Flower, of course, became insanely popular here and remains so. But number to the roof, you know, that's that's different. I think you want to be really careful about that, and, and that's the reason I'm not even bothering with, the, with uh, the Francis suggestion that you made, because Ronnie himself has become way more associated with the Hartford slash Carolina franchise than with Pittsburgh. Well, he has respected his roots. He's been back here. He's helped Mario with the foundation. He's been back for the charity golf events. He's been back for the alumni games. Ronnie is a whaler slash cane that's just how it is and uh, that's not conducive to this either and i say all of this regarding all of these people that i'm saying don't put their numbers up or whatever with immense respect except barasso i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone who listens to daily shot of penguins and we will do another one of these tomorrow